count of three, name your favorite dinosaur. Don't even think about it. Just name it. Ready? One, two, three. Velociraptor. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. It's time for another episode of the Wolf and Why Show. What's going on, everyone? Are you blowing dust off the microphone? That's exactly what I was doing. I was blowing the dust off these old bad boys here. It's been a, it's been a while. I it's mean, it's the last time we podcasted. Your uh, mighty Philadelphia Eagles, Fly Eagles, Fly, had just won the Super Bowl. So we're talking early February. We're now in early September. I mean, so it's been a. I don't know. I don't know my month math. But all our all our months. recording gear is soaked still in you know Budweiser and. You know, other other golden lagers, but yeah, yeah, no, it's been it's good to be back. Yeah, what have you been up Feels to? Feels a bit weird. Yeah, uh, what have I been up to? Um, I got married. What about you? Uh, yeah, I, I also got married. Yeah, um, there you go. So um, you know, just some major life bombs that we've dropped on you less than a minute and a half into the podcast. But uh, yeah, yeah, so forgive us. That's why we've been gone. Yeah. Um, not through our disinterest in the sport of. American football? No, we just took a break. We, we've been doing this for like five seasons now, and we had some, yeah, we had weddings to plan and, and things going on with work and all sorts of stuff. Uh, so it was good to just uh, take a step back, unwind, relax, and, uh, well, not relax, but because wedding planning yeah, is a little was, bit stressful. To be honest, we were pretty high strung in the yeah. whole time, but yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's good to be back, though, and, and we both got to go on a honeymoon. Uh, mine was a little bit longer than yours. I'm not even classifying. I'm classifying as the a mini moon. The mini moon. That's it. That wasn't mine. I was like, the, yeah, I'm going on the pre moon. The pre moon. <laughs> and then, no, no Mrs. Fr- the missus. Literally, the missus didn't like that. So okay, the missus. Yeah. So the last time we podcasted, we were technically single fellas, but now we're uh, now we're taken. Sorry, ladies. Uh, at least you didn't. At least on your mini moon, you didn't. We have so many women listening <laughs> to this pod. Sorry, lady. <laughs> Shout out to mom who's listening. <laughs> but uh, no, uh, at least you didn't lose your wedding ring on your uh, honeymoon, which... No, I'm a responsible yeah, adult. Yeah, I uh, unfortunately lost mine in the ocean in Italy on my honeymoon, so not off to a great start. But Pretty I'm going to re- I'm gonna replace it with a col- replica Colt Super Bowl win when they uh, when they win this season. Wow, that's, uh, that's, <laughs> Bit of a that's the biggest uh, bold strategy. I mean, bold prediction. Straight off the bat. Uh, that's how long it's been. I can't even find our like air we horn can't, drop. We can't find there drops. it. Is. <laughs> no. Um, what else is new before we move on? Anything? Uh, anything else exciting or not really? No. Just, not, just football, really. Just football. We're back into it. We're doing our. Um, we're doing our draft at the moment. Yeah, offline. Our main league, and we've also got our uh, Woot and Y fantasy leagues this week, which have been good. You did one last night. I did. I feel I went pretty solidly. Um, there's always those runs during each uh, fantasy draft that you just think, what is going on? Like, what are people thinking? And then just, you know, just like five tight ends will go in a row or something like that. And yeah. you just think, what, what? What is going on? As soon as you think someone's going really well, then all of a sudden they just, you know, pick two quarterbacks in a row or something. Yeah. So we've got two more to go. They're the $50 league ones. So a little bit more high stakes, which is great. Um, and thank you for to Craig. who, who keeps, Craig, keep, as usual. Yeah, keeps running it. Another fellow Eagles fan. So he's, uh, he's more than happy. Oh, by the way, 
Speaking of Philly fans, there's another Philly fan. I apologize for not remembering who this is. The team is called the Philly Special. Yep. Every time I was like, oh, yeah, I'll just pick a Philly player just because I'll like them. Like, I'm talking late round picks here. And I was like, I'll just pick Jake Elliott as my kicker. He gets him. Yeah. I'll take this guy. He gets him. I'm like, oh, this is really annoying me. <laughs> so, yeah. But that, that was in the draft last night? Yeah. At uh, least, you know, at least a quarter of the league, I know, is Philly fans. So That's pretty good. That's yeah. not uh, that's not not too bad at all. What's his team name? The Philly Special. Philly Special. Um, I'll look up his uh, name right now. Wayne Curtis. Thanks for listening. So hey, and Wayne. drafting. Thanks for sniping. Always a pleasure. Um, so apart from apart from fantasy league, which is something we did last year, uh, the only thing new is we kind of up the entry fees. Um, I think it's just better. I think when there's more at stake, you get more. More league parity, more competition, more fun. More commitment. Um, the plan in 2018, so if you remember last year, we did uh, the DFS Down Under podcast with uh, Dr. Daryl Data or Data Daryl. I can't, still can't remember which one I stake claim I to or which one I, you stake claim to. I, but think, I think you were Data Daryl. He's gone with Dr. Data now on, on the website. So we, we've joined forces with him on a more permanent basis, um, a more joint collaborative effort rather than him being a guest on our show, we're doing two joint podcasts I'm every. Calling double D, by the double... way. <laughs> Gotta love the double D. Um, two podcasts every week with uh, Doctor Data. I think that's what he's going here, going by now, Doctor Data. I mean, is, I like it. Which is sexy, you know. If there's the type of doctor you want, it's the data. It's kind. a data doctor. Um, but <laughs> two podcasts every week. Uh, the punt returns coming back. Um, and we're doing that uh, with him um, in collaboration with Stats Insider. So he has the uh, the Fantasy Insider website where they do the projections and stuff from a fantasy perspective. He also has Stats Insider where he uses his model to predict games. He does it for AFL, NRL, EPL, all sorts of stuff. La Liga, he does everything. He's doing it for NFL and college football. So the punt return is back. Um, so me and you and, and Daryl are going to talk about every game every week. And then we're going to have our uh, best three, I think, plays each. And then he'll have the model's best three plays. If we're all on the same page on one or two, it'll be a, it'll be a, a complete lock um, of the week. And yeah, that'll, just, that'll just be a bet your house week. Yeah. And bet your house and get an extra bathroom. Yeah. That's just, <laughs> that's yeah. It. Yeah. Or lose it all and then come, you know, lynch mobbing, you know, at uh, Wooten Y headquarters. Um, but we're also doing, it's been renamed the NFL DFS from Down Under podcast. <laughs> where we'll be talking DFS with Daryl as well. Um, and as you know and are fully aware, if you are an NFL DFS player, DraftKings now accessible yeah. for Australians. So that's huge. More money up for, up for grabs. Millions of dollars up for so grabs. So many more competitions open for yeah, us. Yeah, dollar leagues, double ups, Le- leagues everything. Leagues fill up in Seconds. no time. Yep. It's it's awesome. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal. Uh, we're going to do a couple of articles every week. Um, I'm doing a college football one every week, and then you'll be doing a uh, DFS one, but mostly about the pod and just putting together a lineup. Also a tennis the... one. No. no, that's not happening. <laughs> well, if you follow Josh Speaking earlier, he said John Millman uh, would win, and he also yeah, parlayed yeah. it into him taking uh, <laughs> Le'Veon Bell at pick two. What a, what a legend for, for Millman to, to bring that up off the bat. Um, of beating Federer to talk about an NFL fantasy draft. Just just obviously didn't think, <laughs> clearly booked at that time with his league mates thinking, I'm not going to make the quarters. I've got Federer or Kyrgios. Yep. Beats Federer. Oh, shit. Now I've got to do a 7 a.m. <laughs> fantasy draft after beating Roger Federer at 1 a.m. in the morning. Outstanding um, effort. But, yes, yeah, so uh, doing a college football DFS article. And then 
if you do have a subscription package with Stats Insider, and I thoroughly recommend it because it's awesome, um, we are, if you, you know, go on every match and you scroll down in, you know, AFL, NRL, there's a, there's a box in there under the game projections that says expert opinion. And so we are the NFL we experts. We are by experts. We've been, uh, pronounced or announced. Hear ye, hear ye. We by are the declared, doctor. yes, we are declared the NFL experts for Stats Insider. So there's at least, you know, five to six people in 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 the world that think that we're NFL experts, and that's the team at Stats Insider. So thank and you it's very our much. Honor. Thank you very much. We will follow you into the mists of, of Avalon. And I mean, two of them are our mums. Yeah, but uh, the other four. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. This is for you. Talking tidbits. Right. Well, normally we used to interview all the draft prospects before every draft. We just say Chapo and Johnny from Pro Kick, who you got this year? Bring them on. Well, obviously, we took the break, but we've missed out on a lot of a lot of stuff here with Aussies in the NFL, and we've got to start at the top uh, with Jordan Maylada. So there's going to be a record number of Aussies in the NFL this season. Jordan Maylada is an incredible story. So just a quick recap: he didn't know how to put on a helmet in January. In April, he was drafted by the Super Bowl champions. In August, he played his first NFL game in the preseason. In his second, third, and fourth games, he's getting glowing praises from people like Mike Mayoff, uh, Mayock, Did I stutter? Brian Baldinger, and Ross Tucker, among many others, including Pro Football Focus, who also are giving him some rave reviews as well. And then in September, he makes the Eagles 53-man roster. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and if you watch them um, on NFL... Uh, if you go on NFL, follow uh, Henry Hodgson, um, which, who works for the NFL. Um, he's, a, he's a British guy, and he promotes a lot of sort of NFL um, Europe, NFL Canada, NFL UK, NFL Australia now as well. He's been tweeting out a lot of stuff with Mailata, and there's a documentary on YouTube about him. Followed. And he has a, uh, I think it's at NFL UK Hank is the, t- is the handle. That is but, correct. Um, he... There's a great line in this where he's doing his first tryout for the ING Academy in front of scouts. He said, I didn't come to take part. I came to take over. And I was like, chills watching that from Maylada. And makes the roster. Josh, you've been following it closely as an Eagles fan. Fill me in. This is insane. Well, the first part, it was just kind of like a nice story. Like, hey, look at this guy. Let's hopefully, hopefully you can make the practice. And work. when he got drafted, it was like a good time. It was like 9 a.m. on a Sunday morning here. Yeah. It was just like awesome. I was like, and they had South Sydney Rabbitohs. They mentioned Russell Crowe and stuff during and the draft. And then awesome. it was, then like the next cool thing was like, oh, he can sing. And he, there was, there was <laughs> yeah. a video yeah. come, like surfaces of him just in yeah. the locker room playing acoustic guitar. And you think, yeah. you know what? If he doesn't get picked, at least he's had his moment in the spotlight. Yeah. You know, this cool. Is cool. He's got a good voice. He could go on X Factor. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and then, out of nowhere, just keeps improving. Our, our, uh, you know, the first stories coming out of camp and things like that were saying, you know, it, he said it was a big different, uh, it was a massive jump from like workouts to training camp. He was like, well, this is like real time now because yeah. people were saying like just raw athletic ability at training camp, they were saying, you know, he, yeah. he's got it. He's huge. He's yeah. nimble. And that's how he got all those workouts after the uh, at the sort of the combine that he did at the IMG yeah. Academy. He tested through the roof. Like, his spark score would be through the roof. The guy is huge, but he's yeah. so nimble. Anyway, yeah. so it comes around to training camp, and he was just saying how much, like, this is like this is actually real now. And um, reports were coming out that, you know, he was struggling a little bit, and he wasn't used to it. And, you know, I mean, you're going up against the likes of Brandon Graham and things like that. So yeah, it's not... It's not easy. Yeah. Um, 
but then slowly but surely he progressed and he progressed and he progressed and then in the preseason games when he was given the chance he held his own and yeah it was i think that i like my my favorite clip of the whole preseason is when jason peters is standing with him on the sideline yeah and he's holding his pads and he's showing him and yeah. then Maylada's like doing it back to Jason yeah. Peters and Jason Peters is like kind of just gone, you know, like not saying like, you know, you're awesome, but he's just kind of like nodding it yeah. like you're getting it, this. You're it's getting just, this. It's so awesome to watch Jason Peters in a hoodie on the sideline. Everyone else is sitting down and they're the only two basically practicing. Yeah. And Maylada's just mimicking his every move. It's the perfect person to just like take under your win. I've never heard a bad word about Jason Peters no. at all, ever. Um, and Jeff, Jeff Stoutland as well, the offensive line coach, spoke to him in that documentary when they drafted him um, and said, you know, I love you. We get, let's get like, I love what you can bring. Let's get to work. It's done a tremendous job with him. Jason Peters, tremendous job. Just to make the 53-man roster is phenomenal. I think, I think that, I don't know, maybe the Eagles are probably a little annoyed that he actually went better than what they thought because they could definitely not sneak him into the practice squad no, because so the... many people would pick him up. O-line is so treasured in this league. There's so many bad offensive line. He could... <laughs> but that that is <laughs> definitely the, the new trend. I mean, yep. the having athletic tackles, just big athletic tackles, yep. that is the way to well, go. Well, the, the guy that Cleveland took, that Desmond, I think Desmond Harrison, his name is, who ran one of the fastest 40 times by offensive linemen. He was like projected as like a seventh round pick, and after he ran that forty time, I think he went in like rounds. Actually, he actually went undrafted, but he's actually in line to have snaps for Cleveland at left tackle because yeah. he's just so athletic. Like it's so important, and it's just to make the roster is crazy. I don't think he'll play many snaps early in the season, no, but I, just I to make the I. roster, like how much is he going to learn just by practicing and being There's there? There's always game day. injuries on the O line, yep. and he'll definitely go into tackle. I don't think he'll go into a guard. No. Nah. But um, just because he can use his athletic ability on on the edges, I think a bit better. But yeah, I mean, the last time there was there was the draft where it was um, Lane Johnson was picked fourth, and like he was the most athletic tackle yep. at that time. Yep. And you know, he turned out to be a stud. Yeah. So we'll keep an eye on Jordan Malata's journey. But you know, it, you hear Mike Mayock say he's the future at left tackle. That's good signs because Peters is getting old. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Jordan Maylada, I know it's a long way out, but he could be the week one starter next season. We could be talking about him as a starter next season. Ross Tucker thinks he can make pro bowls. He's a former you know, lineman himself. That's some huge praises. It's a bit hot take-ish, but it's pretty cool. But I think he's already better in the NFL and a, and a better, I think, better role model for how to do it properly than, than Jared Hayne ever was. Yeah. Um, I know Hayne's position's a lot different, but left tackle... If he ends up being a starter, like just going out and trying something on a whim, he could earn thirty, forty million dollars just on his next contract alone. And then he just becomes like the highest paid Australian athlete. athlete yeah, it's crazy. From not being able to put yeah. a helmet on. <laughs> don't you just, think this is it's, it's awesome? It's awesome. Actually, I don't know how old he is. He is. He's not that old actually, and he also has a. Uh, he had a, like a. You find out about some of his heart disorders and. Um, and things like that. So he's 21 years old. This is brilliant. Yeah, it's awesome. God. So he's got it's at least two contracts it's left. Yeah, that's great. And um, Arif Hassan, who's a Vikings writer that I follow on Twitter, very smart guy. He's like, we're losing all of our... He, he whinged on Twitter the other day. He's like, we're losing all of our tackles. We had to sign, like, pay $40 million for, like, Mike Rammers and stuff, which I liked because it was an upgrade on what we had the Rammers. year before. And he's like, and Eagles are just picking up random Australian dudes and they're going to be pro bowlers. <laughs> he's like, this is just infuriating, yeah. um, which is quite funny. But um, let's move on. So future stud Jordan Maylata, current stud already, potentially, Michael Dixon. Is he already the best punter in the NFL? Hear me out here. 
He had two punts uh, in the preseason that went 55 yards plus and pinned the opponent inside the five. Nobody did that in one game in all of 2017, and there are only 25 punts like that in the whole year last year, and nobody had more than three of those. So he had two in one game. He He averaged four more yards per punt than John Ryan with the same average hang time. He also had a 47-yard net average, which was two and a half yards more than the Brett Kern, who led it last year. So it's crazy. He also finished with a PFF grade for punters at 89.1. The next best punter was 77.6. Only preseason, but punting's the one thing that's pretty consistent in the preseason as opposed to the regular season. Yeah, uh, you'd hope so. Yeah, maybe you don't have as as good of gunners running at you, I guess. But Yeah, true. But also, like... It's a little bit, I think for punters in the preseason, it's a little bit... Trying things out as kinda, well. Kind of, not, yeah, trying things out, showing off. It's like, let's see how high I can kick it. Yeah. Like, look, let's test my hang time this yeah. week. And you know what I mean? That yeah. kind of thing. Well, he was battling for a job at the time when he did a lot of that. And then once they saw it, that's it. Like, so then maybe in the late, later games, maybe. But I don't know. I think he's, I think he's absolute start. He was the best, one of the best college kickers already of all time. Uh, punters, sorry. I, I just think he's an absolute stud. Um, you've got people calling him punting Jesus and punting God already. Mina Kimes, VSPN, is a huge Mina, fan. Mina Kimes is like the ultimate, just the she, ultimate Twitter. She, <laughs> she, she is the like if we did a comprehensive ranking of NFL t- Twitter accounts, she would be top five for sure. Um, it's just so good. But she's a huge fan. I've been begging her to come down here and do like an ESPN magazine story with Pro Kick. I think she would just. Do such a good job with it. Crush it. Yeah, she'd crush it. Um, Adam Gotsis looks primed to be a starter in Denver, which is really great news. Bit of a tough off-season for him with some uh, legal issues and accusations and things. All seems to be cleared up now. I'm not going to go too deep into that. Jordan Berry and Lachlan Edwards are about as reliable as they come as well. And there's another Eagle who will actually... Where's my other boy? He'll take some snaps this week, and he'll make his debut. Cameron Johnston... He has some big so game experience good. in college as well, playing in the Ohio State National Championship team. So, so they they uh, had they had Donnie Jones. They let Donnie Jones. No, he retires. Yep, he retires, and Cam Johnson just comes straight was, in. Yeah, he was there last year for yeah. camp. So, and then I was like, oh, so close. And yep. then he just came in. Well, he it, was on a, he was on a futures contract before they won the Super Bowl. So yeah. technically, he was an eagle. Yeah, and then <laughs> do you get I ring? mean, if Jesse Williams you counts ring? his ring, yeah, you know, <laughs> come on. But then, so they just went. All right, yep, you're you're the punter. Comes in and that was it. Yep. No competition the no. entire time. That was so set yep. on our Aussie. That's good. That's awesome. That's awesome. And it, it's good maybe for for Mailata to have a, a an Aussie around as well to help him and uh guide him around, especially yeah. someone who's Johnson's played with, you know, Ohio State and stuff. They're as professional as they can come for an amateur team. So he knows what it's all about on game day. And after they made the the 53 man squad, I retweeted that now where's 3.77 percent australian Stalin. outstanding brilliant <laughs> all right pre-snap picks time we're going to be talking week one with daryl data or data daryl tomorrow this is our way of unofficially previewing the season we're going to go through every single team we're going to be very quick here because we were, we've got more to get to but it's just a way that uh, we can speak about each team and their off-season and what we like about each team. So we've done a season simulator. We've gone through each of us. And picked... A lot of it A lot of it is, we have to be honest, a lot of it's just gut feel. It's like, yeah. uh, about this time in the season, they're due a loss. <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah, but that's, you know, people go out there and tweet records out like, oh, this, this is what my predictions are, and they'll have like 12 more wins than losses, and it doesn't add up properly, and like... Unless you're actually going through and going game by game, it's futile. You need to 
You yep. need to do it properly. Um, so that's what we've done. So let's uh, let's just start here with the Baltimore Ravens. They're Vegas over under, and I've gone with a line that's close to as pick em as possible. So some of these might be like dollar seventy to ten, but that's as close as we go here. Uh, Baltimore Ravens. Their Vegas season win total is eight. I have them nine and seven. I've got them nine and seven as well. I like their team. I like their. I think their defense isn't isn't flashy, but very very reliable across the board. Do we call eight average in the league? I think so. Eight I, and eight is average. I think I did oh, some actually, research. Actually, I did some research. Make Jeff Fisher average. Yes. What do you think he's below average? Yes. Though? Well, eighth of August is my birthday, so I'm pretty average. Nice. Not, not bad, but to, yeah, I like their team. I think you know they were an Andy Dalton play away from the playoffs last year. Um, by the way, he got a standing ovation in Buffalo, first quarterback in years to to get one of those. Andy Dalton, which was an insane preseason story. But anyway, um, yeah, I think they've gotten better. Added John Brown, Willie Sneed, Crabtree. Finally, some weapons. They waived Prashad Perryman, which is a bonus. I think even if Flacco's ten percent better, I think they're definitely due. By to the be way, his hairline's still following him out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the Cincinnati Bengals. God, I haven't heard that in so long. God. Got some old drops on here. Yeah, but they, it's it's good, good to be back, man. Good. It's good to be back. Um, Cincinnati Bengals, Vegas line is six and a half. I have yeah. them at seven, uh, eight and eight, actually, the Bengals. Yeah, and I've got them at seven and nine. Yeah. I, so, at the moment, we're going overs. We're shooting overs. Overs here, but I think this is always the case when you do this exercise. You You have a few teams maybe... I feel like the difference between going seven and nine and and six and ten is a field goal here or there miss. Like it, it's so hard. Like, unless yeah, unless there's a discrepancy of about three wins or something, then that's when I jump. Yeah, on board. generally it's just very hard. But I, I like Cincinnati. I feel like they got kind of under the radar moves on O line, kind of similar to the Vikings a year ago when people were like, oh, I don't know about these guys, but. Just not having X and Y on the field is a bonus. Like, it can't get much better, much worse than how it was. Yeah. Um, John Ross looks like he's going to be a little bit better for them as well. And on defense, I'm keen to watch William Jackson. I know everyone knows Jackson. he's fast. Yeah. But when he runs, he doesn't, he's kind of got the whole Deshaun Jackson thing about yeah. him where he doesn't look like he's moving that quick. That's right. He beat, he beat uh, Vontae Davis three times on the one play, which was insane. Um, and yeah, defense, William Jackson third, I know you love as a corner man. Um, and they're, they're, D-line is stacked as well. So I think they're going to be saucy and, and struggling. Uh, teams are going to struggle to, to, to beat them every week. They're going to be a team that's kind of um, surprising early on in the season and a, a tough out each week. Yeah, I agree. Cleveland Browns, five and a half is their Vegas line. You got them smack on there. I've got them right at five and 11. Uh, we like that. We, we both like their team. We do like their roster this year. Looking at it, they've just added... More reliable pieces, uh, like just smarter pieces. I think this year um, there are still as soon as as soon as you get um, you know a good feeling about them, you're you're high on them. You look at the matchup and you think, oh, no, nah. uh, sorry, no, nah. yeah. still can't pick you over, say Denver. Or, yeah. Like just you just can't do it. Um, but you know, I it wouldn't surprise me if they went you know an extra two wins, made it seven and yep, definitely better, seven and eleven. Nope, seven, seven and nine. nine. Yep, and. Like that wouldn't surprise me. I think anywhere above eight and eight would definitely surprise me. Yeah, I could yeah. see them getting eight and eight, but that'd be a good year. Yeah, like, that'd solid. be a really good year. I've got them three and thirteen, and I hate doing it, but I just I like their roster. I love Miles Garrett. I like Josh Gordon. If he I plays like all six in, Mayfield looks like a, a baller. 
and Tarod is good as well, but it's like I watch Hard Knocks and then I just just so underwhelmed by Hugh Jackson and he was just such an, a liability last year for them. Um, and, you know, if, his his motivational speaking, just, just everyone looks at him and he's like, really? Yeah. By the way, great season of Hard Knocks. Shannon Furman, um, friend of the show, outstanding season. Just uh, kudos to you. Um, so yeah, I'm, I've gone under on Cleveland, but I, I hope they win more games. I think they can. I just it was hard to give them wins in this over some other teams, uh, unfortunately. And their schedule isn't ideal. I think the rest of their division's quite tough. Yep. Uh, all right, moving on. The Steelers, uh, ten. I think we're both on here at ten and six. Ten and six. Smack I think the, li- the line is pretty pretty good. Um, I think I would go lower. If Bell continues his holdout. Definitely. James Connor looks good, but Bell is so different. And how do they keep finding these receivers? James Washington looks very strong. So they always seem to have these three wide receivers. Um, meanwhile, Martavis is off in the wilderness. So well done to the Steelers. They've Smart won that. Move, Steelers. Um, I really just wish they could have found a better replacement for Ryan Shazier. I'm not sure they did that in the draft. So I'm not sure how far they can go on a playoff run. But the window's closing on that, that, that trio there. So I think there'll be some... Uh... Shootouts yep. with Pittsburgh this year. Houston Texans now eight and a half. Josh, huge Texans fan. I'm going ten and six. Uh, wow. I do think there's definitely going to be a regression from Watson because yep. they, they, he, it was just unsustainable. Like yeah. it's just ridiculous. I mean, right? if he played like that um, for the entire season, it would smash like Peyton Manning's 2004, oh, which by all analytics is the best season insane. by a quarterback. And wasn't the wasn't the passing yard total going to end up something like yeah, it was close just, to six thousand? It was just insane. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> But saying that, even if he does regress, it's like even if he regresses just, you know, a normal amount, yep. it's still a good year. And I, yep. he's, we spoke about it a lot last year. Even if it's not like the prettiest of wins, he's like a winner. And yep. like he just he embraces the occasion, similar to how Cam Newton did like a few years back when he was. He's Tim Tebow with talent. Oof. Yeah. Maybe. Tim Tebow just wins. That's. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, yeah, no, he like he makes throws. He's not afraid to you know put his body on the line the same way Cam Newton did. But I, I do think Watson is more accurate though with his throws. JJ Watt back as well, obviously. You know, huge. Like yeah, Will Fuller looks a bit better. Yep. Um, Yeah, needs to be more reliable. And yeah, yeah, Hopkins is you know Hopkins is always hot. Yeah, I've got him at eight and eight. So bang on where they are. I'm just concerned about their O line. I think it's probably the worst O line situation in the NFL. It's it's disastrously bad. And when it, it comes to that, though, don't yeah. you think that Watson's, Watson helps yeah, if, that? If, the, if they had, like, a, a quarterback that can't move like Watson, then I, I would have them at, like, 5 and 11. Watson's giving them, yeah. like, three or four extra wins in my ra- ratings. That's how highly I rate cool. him. And their corner situation isn't ideal as well. But 8 and 8, for me, um, I definitely can see them, you know, making the playoffs, though. Uh, Indianapolis Colts, I've got 7 and 9. I think they might struggle early on, but I think once Luck finds his rhythm and gets better... Um, I think they can win a few games down the stretch. Um, and I, I do like some of the young players we have on defense. It's going to be bad. It's going to be ugly. But I think we've got some some good players like Malik Hooker and, and Darius Leonard, the the second-round linebacker. So I've got them 7-9. and nine. Yep, um, pretty much. I've got I've got them at 5-11. and 11. Um, I took those two wins that you gave them and gave them to the Texans. Yeah, there you go. That pretty go. much makes sense. Uh, the Jags, uh, nine wins is their Vegas line. The Colts were seven, by the way. Um, I've got them ten and six. I've got them eleven and five, so I'm a bit higher. Yeah. We know we don't need to say much about this team. The obvious, the obvious thing here is Blake Bortles. If they had any other quarterback, say a Teddy Bridgewater, I'd have them winning the Super Bowl. What about Derek Carr? <laughs> 
don't know. Interesting. Yeah. No, I would. Um, <laughs> yeah. I. It, to be honest, if they play like they did last year, they'll get to that eleven and five. They had a lot of injury luck last year. They barely got any injuries on defense last year, yep. and passing defense from year to year is something that fluctuates a lot. And football outsiders talk about that a lot in yep. their almanac. I mean, they've already been hit with Marquise Lee, so that's a whole. Yep. That's something. But you know, if they, to be honest. Marquise Lee isn't a transcendent talent, so it's not no, like they're no, losing. Exactly. Yeah, and Fournette seems to have shed weight and looks a lot healthier this year. Remember, Fournette he was he was Fournette's banged good. up last year, even just before he was started the season with his ankles. So huge. Uh, Tennessee Titans, they're at eight wins. I've got them smack bang at eight as well, eight and eight. I don't like their coaching hire at all. I, I don't buy their head coach. Um, so they're a little bit of wild card where they could really overwhelm or underwhelm me. I feel like they have a high ceiling and a. Low floor. I just don't know how they're going to go. But Lafleur, the guy from the Rams, could be a difference maker for them as an offensive coordinator. But I just can't buy their head coach. I still think Titans are the least covered team and the biggest unknown going into every season. Yeah. I just don't know yeah. anything about them. I don't. Corey Davis, you know, hopefully he's always banged up. It's like, he's always banged up. Yeah. I hope he hope he comes back. He is he is a big talent, but. You know, if he has another bad year, they've got to start looking elsewhere for wide receiver help. And they've got a really solid roster, but there's just no, like, huge difference makers for me that yeah. push them over the edge. I, I don't know. Anyway, and Mike Vrabel isn't getting me excited. So. You've got to make an eight. I've got a seven and nine. Yep. Uh, all right. Buffalo Bills. Going to be a long year. Their Vegas totals at four and a half. I've got them at three and 13, and that was a struggle to find three wins. Yep. Um, I was more realistic, I think. I went 2-14. and 14. The one silver lining is Josh Allen looks a little bit better than what I thought. I thought he was going to be just a hot garbage flamethrower mess of a thing, and he was a little bit better than than that in the preseason. Again, only preseason, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, but, yeah, that, it their it really offense depe- is It disastrous. really depends on how much they just buy into losing. I think, they've, I think they know they're not going to be good. That's why they're starting Peterman. Yeah. Well, how... <laughs> I don't know how long Tanking they're gonna, already. Yeah, I don't week know one. how long they're going to hold on to Peterman for if it's if yep. it's just a you know look first we're just month gonna, thing. We're just going to lose this season and we want to protect Allen or what? But yep. yeah, I, uh, I can't I can't see them. I can't see them winning five games. Yeah, they gave up Corey Cole. They gave up a seventh round pick for Corey Coleman. Lost two million dollars as well because of the cap hit, and then cut him. Yep. And their wide receiver depth chart is awful. So what's that say about Corey Coleman that he can't make? the Buffalo Bills roster as well. Like Kelvin Benjamin, and then they're throwing to like Jeremy Curley, Andre Holmes, Zay Jones, who seems to run through glass better than on the field. Um, that's a whole other thing. But yeah, I just it's going to be a long year for Buffalo. Remember last year when Zay Jones was supposed to be? Yeah. yeah. I didn't buy into that. I'm proud of that. You know, I was wrong and will fall over at Zay Jones. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right, Miami Dolphins, six and a half. I got them six and ten. Yep. I got them five and eleven. It's around that mark. Um, it's really just going to be interesting to see how Tannehill comes back. Um, it's yep. also going to be interesting to see how they use um, Drake and Frank Gore. And you know, I like Drake though. I think he's got loads of talent. Yeah, and I'm also interested to see how they compensate for Landry. I don't know how. Yep. I don't know how they're going I, to do that. I think their offense will be better without Landry. To be honest, yeah. I, I feel like he held them up because he was so limited, and they used him wrong. I think limited. Gase, he's a slot receiver. I don't think he stretches the field very much. He, I mean, he didn't go over a hundred, a thousand large, a thousand yards last year with a hundred plus catches. Like that's just not an an efficient receiver. True. So I don't know. I feel like 
Kenny Stills is clearly Kenny Stills can perform exactly the same. Yeah, thing. I think he's the I think he's better than Jarvis Landry for wow. what for as a wide receiver one. Anyway, I think he just offers more, can stretch the field. Um, but apparently Devontae Parker hasn't been going that great. But Devontae Parker has a broken hand. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. They added Josh Shitton as well on offense. That helps. Their O line's still a mess. Their defense, you know, Cameron Wake's still killing it and and things like that. There's a lot of young players. They could easily beat their wins. They're the team most likely, like in a one year window, out of their division to push the Pats if if things go right. If Tannehill plays like a top five quarterback, then potentially. But long term, like there's no one really there except for the Jets. I think that can really like. They're, the Jets look primed to take this division from the Pats when Brady or Belichick retire, right? Yeah. Just just touching on one thing. So these these uh, over-under line totals for all these teams, yep. they're generally always set a little bit above because people want to bet the over. Yeah, and then the prices just adjust. Yeah. Yep. So all these, you know, it's not like we're low on all these teams. No. These are like... Yeah. Yeah. I think Buffalo is four and a half. Like, I feel like that could be a solid under bet for me. I, but then again, Josh Allen showed something, so who knows? But Miami's probably a clear no bet for me. I just their roster is a bit underwhelming. But again, Ryan Tannehill is a top. He was a top five yeah. pick at quarterback. Like, and, t- and touching on that, because these are all the over kind of thing. You're always if you're betting on the over, you're betting on nothing going wrong. Yeah, you're betting on a lot everything can, yeah. to happen how you plan it to happen yep. without any injuries or anything yep. like that. As soon yeah. as that happens, then in- injuries play a role in so many of these every season. Injuries win the season for some teams, and lack of injuries win the season for some teams. We've seen it so many times. Um, all right, the New England Patriots, eleven and a half. You've got them at fourteen and two. I've got them at twelve and four. But they just minimum win twelve games every year, no yeah. matter what's. And if you, I mean, if we just go, if we just go back to the Dolphins and the Bills, and you'll see from my Jets prediction in a second. Yep, that's why I've got them so high. Their division, they just dominate their division. Their division is just is just awful. It's it's just so bad, um, and it's just going to be easy for them. They're like there's six wins, pretty much. Maybe they might lose to the Dolphins in Miami. Like Brady always struggles, but yeah. I don't know. They lost. And Dominican Sue and Pouncey, they're two anchors in the middle of the field, the Dolphins. So I think the Pats could probably go down there and I mean Pats have lost a lot of players, but by the time they they'll they'll adjust. Yep. They always do. Everyone's complaining about their wide receiver depth chart. I don't they throw to their tight ends and running backs more than their wide receivers anyway. So I don't feel like that's gonna be a huge issue. They get Edelman back. In week five, at his age, it probably helps having the break. I think he will be better in the long run. Yep. And I think Sony Michelle, like, by week six or seven, is just going to be a stud for them. Yep. And and, and on defense, Derek Rivers, their f- first pick last year, who tore his ACLs back, looks really good. They also got Adrian Claiborne, and then they get Donta Hightower back. So their pass rush is going to be much, much, much better. So I think they're primed for another big run. Um, all right, moving on. Uh, the Jets. So... Go hit us with the Jets prediction. Yeah, the Jets. I've got the same as the Bills. I've got them going two and fourteen. Yep. This is probably a little low. It, I'm, you know, I might give a win to yep. uh, the Jets from the Patriots or something like that. But yep. in regards to their total, I just, I, I think Donald will be good. He might, you know, scrape out another two wins for him. They might get yep. to four or something like that. Yep. But their defense, we mentioned it before the pod. Their yep. pass rush is non-existent. Yep. And I mean Robbie Anderson as like yep. your number one wide receiver is you know nothing to hang your hat on. No, exactly. So look, it's going to be a long year for the Jets. I have them at six and ten as well. Um, their f- win totals five and a half, so it's around that mark, pretty much. It's going to be a long year for them. But 
as we just said, I feel like they're primed. They're, they're the one team I look at and they look like they're setting themselves up for a post-Brady-Belichick world, which is smart in this world. It's kind of like the NBA trying to prep for the post-Golden State post Warriors. Warriors. Yeah, so um, I just hope that the you know even if things do go bad and they only win two games or something like that, um, that they don't sack their coach because I do like Todd Bowles and think that they should stick with McCagnan and, and, and that management and just be patient. I think it'll all work out for them. It reminds me, I think Mark Sesler kept saying this on the... Um, on their pod, uh, the, around the NFL pod, that this is very much like Sam Darnold, Peyton Manning's first year. They they had they went four and twelve. Manning threw a lot of picks and had a bad year, but you needed that year to to get to get a feel for the game, find your feet, and you come back next year and you double your win total. So yeah. I think that's the way to do it. Yep. All right, moving on to the last division in the AFC, the Denver Broncos. Win total is seven and a half, and we're both uh, pretty high on the Broncos. Actually, we got them at nine and seven each. Yeah, nine and seven. I think that I think Case Keenum will be is definitely an upgrade. I don't think he's a great quarterback, but I think he's an upgrade on what they had. Even just getting rid of Paxton Lynch out of the building is, you know. Um, <laughs> Every time I hear that name, I just think of his dab thing. His, that he does, yeah, so. I know you love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a, it's just uh, you know a move in the right direction for the Broncos. I've got yeah nine and seven. Their line seven and a half. It's right around that mark. I think. Yeah, I think they're just a middle of the road. Uh, sorry. A, they're above average team, yep. but I just think, you know, nothing too flashy, but I think they'll get the job done. Yeah, when I did um, all my rost- roster reviews and ratings and stuff, I was really surprised how good Denver were um, in the division. They clearly are the second best team in the division for me. Um, I like their defense. It's just loaded. Like, their depth is phenomenal, and they have a lot of players, and they hit on, you know, getting Chubb, and then um, Cortland Sutton looks legit and for them in three wide receiver sets. And Royce Freeman looks like he's going to start for them as well. So they've hit on them. And I think just a slight upgrade and, you know, t- even like 25% at the quarterback position, they're going to be primed to potentially make a playoff. And as we've seen with the Chargers, who we'll get to in a minute, they know how to lose a few games here or there. So, you know, Denver could win that division. So it's not out of the realm of possibility um, that they win the division. So yep. I, and, and when you look at the betting, they're, they're still fourth favorite at some books to win that division, which just is baffling to me. Um, so there's a bit of an edge there if you're keen. Uh, the Chiefs, eight and a half. You have them bang on at eight and eight. I do. Um, I, I really I, I really just believe that Andy Reid knows what he's doing. He wouldn't have let Alex Smith go if he didn't think they were ready. He's not that kind of coach. I, no. I think that he, he knows what he's got with Mahomes and he'll be fine. I do think there will be some growing pains for Mahomes. That's why I don't have them any higher. I might, you know, I could have... If it was Mahomes' second year, yep. sorry, like second year starting completely, yep. I'd have him higher, I think. But I think there'll be some growing pains. They'll make some bad call. He'll make some bad decisions and he'll lose some games. But I, I think Kansas City are in good hands. I also, I do think Andy Reid seems pretty high on Sammy Watkins. I know you're not yep. going to say, you know, oh, he looks crap going into the season, that kind of thing. But yep. everything coming out of Kansas City implies that Sammy Watkins is like they're going to have a defined role for him. Yeah, which is good. Um, I've got them seven and nine. I'm a bit worried about their roster, actually. Um, their secondary is is awful. And um, so Pat Mahomes is going to have to go really, really well for them to win 10 and six. They won. How, how many times did Philly have an absolute abysmal secondary when Andy Reid was there? Yeah. And they still... Exactly. Came... But it's, it's, it's hard. Like... They won. They went ten and six last year, and Alex Smith was Alex Smith was a top three to five quarterback in the NFL. You need Mahomes to be still is mate. <laughs> you need, you need, well, true. You need Mahomes to do that, 
And here's the schedule for the Chiefs. First six weeks. Listen to this. At Chargers, at Steelers, 49ers, at Broncos, Jags, at New England. That's, that is a tough, tough start. So they're playing one of the toughest schedules. Then they play the Bengals and the Broncos again. They don't have a, they don't have an easy game until week nine where they play probably Baker Mayfield at the Browns. Maybe his first start for the Browns. So who knows? I, I just feel like they have a tough schedule. I have them seven and nine. I don't see them making the playoffs, but I do like that they made those moves towards Mahomes because I feel like his ceiling's much higher than Alex Smith. Yep. Uh, all right. The Chargers. They're nine and a half. I've got them at eleven and five. I think they win the division quite comfortably. There's a bit of a gap between them and the second best division in my ratings. Um, even losing uh, Jason Verrett, um, they still got uh, uh, Trevor Williams who played well. Desmond King can play safety and corner, and then they landed Derwin James in the draft who fell all the way to them. Um, and they also get Forrest Lamp back. I think they're prime. This is it. This is it for the Chargers this year. I feel like this is the run. Yeah. Um. I'm. I'm not too much lower on them. I still have them high. I still have them tied for the, you know, tied in the division. Um, I have nine and seven uh, tied with the Broncos to lead this division. Um, yeah, I don't think they're going. I just think I'm a little bit lower on them than you are. I just think something always yep. happens. With well, the I can never contain myself with the Chargers, so it's probably fair that, that that you're a little bit lower to bring me back to earth. But yep. I've been saying the Chargers for four years, so this is it. This is it for me. If they don't do it this year, I'm, I'm out. Like I'm officially out. Um, it's okay because the Colts will be better next year. Uh, the Raiders, seven and a half um, is their line. Um, it changed dramatically, obviously, after trading away their best player um, for peanuts. Um, four and 12, Doug I've Martin's got them. Doug Martin's gone. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got them four and 12. I also backed them under eight and a half uh, early on in the year. So I think... Uh, we're we're, yeah. we're going to put her back on the map. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. So you've got them at four and twelve. Yeah. I've got them at six and ten. I think they're. I think if you look six at six and ten, probably being a bit generous. Yeah, they are. You know, they're not. Good. If you look at their roster and the Colts roster, it's there's not that much difference. And no. everyone says I think the Colts... losing Crabtree will hurt far more than they think. Yep. Um, but you know who knows if Cooper, if Cooper gets back to how he was, you know, a couple of seasons ago. Yep. By the way, if uh, if they make the playoffs, John Gruden's winning coach of the year because if you if you can make the playoffs by signing players your the same age as your coach then that's full credit to them like that's in- incredible like winning with 40 40 year old receivers and like 63 He's talented kickers that's insane but the the Khalil I Mack still tra- think he got signed because of his haircut <laughs> the Khalil Mack trade um I just is crazy so there's still about 3456 days left of that John Gruden contract and there's already some trouble in paradise free Reggie McKenzie Part of, part of me really still just wants, you know, either Mac to collapse or something and everyone just to be like, Ooh, maybe he's onto something. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just can't see it. Uh, yeah, the Raiders Mac, are going to be bad. Yeah, Mac looks a yeah. beast. Speaking of Mac, uh, the Bears, they're at seven at the moment. Um, I think them. Mac really, really helps them. I feel like everyone's saying that they're going to go on this crazy playoff run now that they've got Khalil Mac is a little bit premature. I still think they could make the playoffs, but the NFC is just... So loaded. It's just unbelievable how loaded Especially it is. Especially their division. Like... It's crazy tough. <laughs> like, poor poor uh, Aaron Rodgers has got to go through this Vikings um, defense and now the Bears as well, um, which is crazy. I like the Bears roster on paper from top to bottom. It just comes down to Trubisky for me. If he exceeds expectations, if him and, if him and Nagy are McVay and Goff, then there's definitely a chance that they have a really successful yeah. season. But those comparisons, I think, are a little bit... Hefty just because they're very similar. You've got a young coach and a young second-year quarterback. 
I don't know. I feel like that's easy hanging fruit. But even if they're like 60% McVeigh off, like I feel like next year they'll be prime. A few more draft picks. Um, or they've lost a lot now, but still, um, it's worth it. Khalil Mack is, is a start and still so young and ascending. So yep. I've got them eight and eight. I've got them seven and nine. I, I think a lot also depends on the health of Alan Robinson. Yep. I hope, hopefully he, um, you know, it's coming back from a pretty nasty injury. So hopefully he is back to, you know, close to his best. I, I like the addition of Trey Burton. I think that's, uh, you know, sneaky good signing. I wish Philly kept him, but yep. we got got up. Yeah. So. Who looks Looks like a gun. Yeah. Um, so you got them seven and nine. The Lions, seven and a half. I feel like just smack bang on. Perfect for them. Um, again, this is another coaching hire that I'm just not inspired by at all. Matt Patricia, I'm just, I can't take him seriously. Like, I, I think they're going to be a real grinding team. I, I think that's what they're going to be. I, if Remember last year at the start of the season, their defense was just turning up every single week and Darius Slay was just yep. slaying it. And he was just <laughs> he was just getting interception after interception yep. and the, the defense looked really good. They were a fantasy waiver wire, just gem yep. if you got them. There is like they, kept, they kept the lines in things. Yep. I, they wouldn't have gone nearly as good if they hadn't. I don't know. I, to me, nothing... I don't know. Goliday... Goliday, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. They've got some good players. It's just too many holes. They're like a Swiss cheese team. There's some glaring holes, but they're a good team. But I just I just can't trust Patricia to like outsmart the rest of this division and, and do Who what's necessary. Who bloody knows? Who bloody knows about I know. Patricia? I mean, he Part looks of me like, hopes he looks he's like really a giant good. smurf, though. I like, know. I, just... I, I do see what he's trying to do. I do see that he's trying to get proven, somewhat proven, play, like yep. like getting LeGarrette Blount, yep. trying to make it into a, like a more well-rounded team, oh, that yeah. kind of thing. If you want to get on the uh, conspiracy theory uh, train here, the last two Super Bowl winning teams had LeGarrette Blount on their roster. I so. see what he's done. <laughs> I see what he's Smart. done. It's uh, pretty good by... Uh... All he did was just Google Super Bowl trends. Yeah. And then... Oh, LeGarrette, <laughs> free agent, done. Oh, tick. It. Head back, pencil behind the ear. <laughs> Even though I can't write on my laminated yeah. sheet anyway, but okay. here's a pencil yeah. behind my ear. I've got a surface, but I'll... Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who cares? But yeah, the, it I needs feel to be like, like an Apple pen. <laughs> the Lions are a team that I could they could win 11 games, and it wouldn't surprise me. They could win four games, and it wouldn't surprise me. They are like the penultimate, like the range is just massive for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so let's uh, move on to the Green Bay Packers, who are at 10 wins. We both have them 11 and 5. I like their defense. I like the addition of Jimmy Graham. Yep. Um, this committee backfield will be what it is all year. That's yep. what they always do. They haven't had... Ahmed Wilkerson as well. They haven't had a, what, 1,000-yard rusher in absolutely yep. forever. In a while. And that's only 50 yards a game. So... They haven't had a 1,000-yard receiver. The last one to do that was Randall Cobb back in 2014. So the receiver depth is a little bit questionable. But Rodgers is good enough to do it on his own. But their defense, they're going to be hard to run on with Wilkinson and Kenny Clark and Mike Daniels up front. These Packers receive uh, defensive backs look good too. Josh Jackson, I know you love Josh Jackson in the Josh draft. Josh Jackson was good. And I love Jay Alexander. They got both of them. Um, linebacker still is an issue after they lost um, Jake Ryan. So that's going to be a massive hole. But um, defensively, they're going to be much better. And plus getting rid of their... Uh, um, defensive coordinator last year whose name escapes me now because he was just so awful um, and getting Mike Pettin is a massive upgrade yes Capers is who it was he was just terrible so yeah smack bang on there at 10 and a half uh, we've gone uh, sorry 10 we've gone 11 Vikings also 10 and a half slightly in front of the Packers according to Vegas I've got them 11 and 5 as well 
I've got them thirteen and three, so I really I'm I'm pretty heavy on the chips in. Pretty bullish on the old Vikings this season. I do like their wide receiver wide receivers. Mm. Outstanding. Kyle Rudolph will I think is going to have a very good year. Cousins Solid. is someone that always looks for that his tight end, so I like that. Dalvin Cook's back. Yep. Awesome. Their offensive line, cool. Bit banged up at the moment, but it'll it'll sort of be a bend don't break unit. Yep. Hopefully. Um, and that's still something better than yep. you know Kirk Cousins has had in the past. Um, and then I mean the defense has oh, been amazing. Spoken they, about a thousand times. Sheldon Richardson. Now they've added. <laughs> and is, Mike and Mike Hughes, their first round pick. But it looks seems unfair, too. right? Yeah, it is. So I mean, thirteen and three is probably like with no hiccups. But yep. to be honest. Even if a player goes down, they have these players to bet. Yeah, like, exactly. Only thing is O-line injuries. If they lose like an O-lineman or two, that could be could really be disastrous oh, yeah, right, for right. them. So just random hypothesis here, right? Yeah. You trade for Jordan Malata. <laughs> what do you trade? Yeah. <laughs> two firsts. Khalil Mack money. Um, <laughs> underrated move for the Vikings as well was uh, John Filippo, who I, oh, think, yes. I think personally should be credited with the most... Um, you know, <coughs> play calling from... Peterson was amazing, but the way that Filippo handled the false... The false sitch? Yeah, amazing. So hey, mate, your, your he's going to be good. coach had a little hand in that. As so well. did I. Yeah, I guess. It's true. Um, all right. 13-3 from you, 11-5 from me, yep. the Vikings. Moving on, Falcons, 9.5. I've got them 11-5. Uh, I think their roster from top to bottom is one of the strongest in the NFL. I really like the Falcons this year. Me too. I've got them at 12-4. and four. They're, they're not too much different to what they are to what they were last year, really. Yep. But they just got to be play calling. Calvin Ridley yep. looks good. Um, yeah. I, it's just like they're just a more yep. developed squad now. Yep. Freeman might hurt them. Yep. But I think they'll be right. They just need Steve Sarkeesian to be like 15 to 20% better as a play caller and an offensive mind. But, you know, it took Matt Ryan two seasons to fully grasp Shanahan's system. This is the second year in Sarkeesian's um, system. Now they've got Calvin Ridley. Taylor Gabriel was hyped up last year. He wasn't that great for them last year. He was really good the year before. Um, so I think he's an upgrade. And then they did lose um, Adrian Claiborne, but most of his sacks came in two games. So they've added uh, DeAndre and CNAT, and they've got Tack McKinley now stepping up for them. Um, their secondary is loaded as well. Um, I think they're primed for a big season. Uh, all right, moving on. The Panthers, eight and a half. This is a weird team when I put them on paper. Um, it's kind of weirdly constructed. They've got some O-line issues already. Um, but they've g- gave Cam some extra weapons in DJ Moore and, and Torrey Smith. I've got them nine and seven. I've got them at eight and eight. Mm. Um, they want they want to use McCaffrey as the bell cow. I don't know if he he's put on weight and he's trying to bulk up to be that guy. Yep. I don't know how like he he did it in college. I don't know yep. how he's going to hold up trying to do it in mm. the NFL. It's just a, a to me it's a wait and see thing. Yeah. I d- I hate the criticism on him about being an inside runner. Yeah, fair enough. He's probably not the strongest inside runner. It doesn't mean he can't do it, but I wouldn't be making Dion him... Dion Lewis does it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I wouldn't be making him do it 20 times a game, though. Like, you you prefer to use him in space and then use Anderson on short yardage situations. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the way to do it. I, I, I look at this and I think, yes, there's more weapons. I think last season they realized that they have to let Cam be Cam. Yep. And I think that yep. Cam will still be, like, the guy... If, if there's all these weapons now and they're, you know going out to all these weapons and they're trying to cover them, there might be more room for Cam to just, you know, yep. run free. I just but hope Greg Olsen holds up as well. He had some niggling injuries last year. He's, he's getting pretty old. But if 
I hate saying the quarterback's the most important player on on the team because generally that's just correct with like every team. But if Cam plays like he was the year he won MVP, then this team could could win twelve games. Like yeah. it's not. But we just haven't seen it for a while. Exactly. Uh, the Saints they're at ten wins. I've got them eleven and five, and you've got them at ten and six. Yep. Yeah. Uh, there's not much to say, too much to say about the Saints. Their their team's pretty much the same as it was last year. They traded two first round picks for Marcus Davenport, so that's something to watch. Obviously, traded for uh, Cameron, or signed Cameron Meredith, and this kid Traquan Smith looks pretty decent as well. Yep. Um, so you know they've got plenty of weapons around Drew Brees. Obviously, Ingram suspended for four weeks, but they've got Alvin Kamara. So yeah, and they signed Mike Gillisley to pretty much perform the Ingram role for those four weeks while he's gone. So I think that's a poor man's Ingram. He'll step in. He'll do that role until Ingram gets back, and they'll be fine. Yeah, uh, defense looks uh, much better than it was two years ago. It's crazy how many you know if you just hit on a couple of young draft pits, how much it. We it. we ripped the Saints we a did. couple of well, seasons that was, back. That was fun. That was fun. Yeah, didn't last long. Uh, Tampa Bay, they're at six. I've got them at three and thirteen. I don't have them much better. I got them four and twelve. I think it's just going to be a long year for them. I do like how they've upgraded their defensive line with Pierre Paul, Vinnie Curry, and drafting Vitavea. But this secondary is is hugely concerning. Um, they've got some high draft picks there, but we haven't seen it yet. And I just don't know. I feel like they're going to be in a long season with no Winston for three games, and they play in the, probably the toughest division in football. It's just hard seeing them winning too many I've got games. them at 4-12, but I I think that could be a team that no one's talking about doing anything well that could surprise. I'm not saying go on a huge playoff run or anything, but they still do have weapons. They could be in the hunt, say, week 12, with like six or seven wins. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get that. I think That's, it's stupid to uh, rule out Winston. It was just hard to give them wins. Oh, I agree. Yeah. It was just very, very hard. Same with the next team. <laughs> this is controversial. The Dallas Cowboys, I've got it eight wins. I've got them going eight and eight. Run of the mill. Obviously, massive concerns about uh, their center and uh, left uh, right guard. Sorry, Zach Martin's had some injuries. But Travis Frederick, now with that autoimmune disease, I'm not even going to try to pronounce it because um, you know if you listen to this show how bad we are at that. I still have them eight and eight. I'm concerned about the lack of weapons for Dak. Obviously, Zeke's a massive weapon, and that O-line is a massive weapon with Connor Williams now joining the team. But on defense, you know, who? You know, Randy Gregory's back. He looks good. Demarcus Lawrence looks good. But I don't know. I, it, it's hard to see this team. It's very patchworky on defense. I reckon you should adjust yours. Anyway, <laughs> I've gone 4-12. and 12. I can't see how they're going to put up the points that they think they are going to. If the, if their O line is as bad as it is, their run game, despite Zeke being a great running back, they can easily just you know zone in and stack the box. And then who are they throwing it to? They're throwing it to this Gallup guy. They're throwing it to Alan Hearns, who apparently is just going to have a huge revival. The guy's one of the most injured wide receivers around. It's just he's he's just a jag, really. Yeah, just another guy. Just another guy. Yeah. But I don't. It's just ridiculous. Like, I don't understand where they think they're going to get all these points from. Mm. I do feel like they're going to play like they did the year they went on that run where they play ball control and just run the ball constantly. And, do you and think sh- they can do that? I don't know if they can if if Zach Martin, who apparently is going to play week one and, and looks to be okay, but Frederick, we don't know how long he's out. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's hard. Like Tyron has also had some injuries as well, so you know, it all comes down to this O-line, the health of the O-line. I think if the O-line is healthy, then they can definitely control the tempo of some games, but I just can't see them winning too... I can't see them winning more than 10 games. It would be a real surprise 
to me if they won more than ten games. Yeah, but me too. Um, I think eight and eight. I could be a bit too high on them at eight and eight, but I've just with Zeke, and I still believe in Dak. Um, but yeah, you got to give that guy some weapons. I like, believe in Dak as well. But, he's, a, he's a safe quarterback. It's just yeah, you know. it's just hard. It, it's a it's, it's a funny team to judge. So is this next team. It all comes down to Eli Manning's arm, and the Giants are at seven and a half wins. You know, they get Odell back and back. They drafted uh, Saquon Barkley. Uh, Sterling Shepard's back. The depth outside of those three guys, though, it's a bit ugly. Jonathan Stewart, Roger Lewis, Cody Latimer. Um, I do like the Nate Solder and Will Hernandez additions on the O-line, which will help running the ball a lot more. Um, But, yeah, it's hard. I don't know. This offense just depends on Eli, really. I mean, I think they they did the best they could last season with all those injuries. They lost Sterling Shepard. They lost Beckham. They lost Marshall. They, you know, everyone it felt like just... Died. They had running backs that we'd never heard of. Yeah. I still can't even remember them. Orleans Darkwa, <laughs> Wayne Gallman. Gallman. Yep. Um. Yeah. And but so they definitely have improved. Like just by getting those players back is just a huge improvement. I picking them to go eight and eight. I think that is me saying that you know there's this is barring any dramatic injury. I think a lot of it still depends on Eli. If we get a, if we get old man Eli. Yep. There might be a bad year, but if we just get a competent Eli, like, yeah, I think they'll be fine. Yeah. I honestly, their 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 defense is super underrated. I think it's not like, mm. yeah, they, hard, yeah, their defense is good. I, I don't know about that. Like, they they got Alec Ogletree, who's fine as a run stopper, but in pass coverage, absolute liability. They got rid of Jason Pierre-Paul, so they've only got Olivier Vernon as a pass rusher. Landon Collins is good. But yeah, I don't know. It, I think maybe Eli Apple needs to. He needs step to step up. up. But yeah, I, I just don't see them as a serious threat to Philly. I can see them winning. Yes. Oh, well, I, I don't see them, them as a serious threat no, at, at all. Um, all right, Philadelphia. By the way, can we talk about how asinine it is to pass on Sam Donald for Saquon Barkley? Can we just agree with that? Like that, they're going to regret that in like two, three years, right? Yeah. As good as Barkley is, could be a Hall of Fame running back, but franchise quarterback. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, uh, Eagles. Who knows? They might have another chance this year. <laughs> Eagles ten and six. Um, we both have, and their Vegas line is ten. So I think we're just bang on the money here about Philly. They're yeah. just. Absolutely... I don't think we're not. We're we think they're going to have a good year. We're not going too Crazy. high on them. Yep. You um, know, got... I could. You could still see them going twelve and four. Definitely. But you know, yeah. they've got a tough schedule. They've got a really tough schedule. You know, Super Bowl champs always kind of do, unless you the Pats and playing in, the, in their division. Um, but you know they. Added Michael Bennett and Haloti Nada on on defense, and their O line's still great. We've talked about that already um, at the top of the show. It all depends, I guess, on Carson Wentz's health. And I think the main thing that's underrated is the loss of is of Reich and DeFilippo, and that's it. Yeah. Um, you've got your running backs coach now as your offensive coordinator. So Juice Daly. Yeah. So. Okay. No, do you, no, do you Juice Daly? <laughs> no, I do. Yeah. No, he's not our. He's not our. Uh, he isn't. He's not our coordinator. He's just. He was our uh, what's it called? Okay. He was our running back man. Um, that's I think I think that's an underrated thing. But uh, apart from that, no, they're I, still I think, solid. I think that's a rock. I think that hurts as well. Um, but Philly were quick to like internally hire and things like that. They've got their men. They know who who uh, who to call upon in these kind of situations. It always happens to if you win the Super Bowl, the coaches always seem to get hired elsewhere. Yeah. Um, Got to overcome it. Yeah, yeah. I think that um, young secondary might sneakily surprise some people, though. Oh, I think they're good. Sidney Jones back. 
Sydney Jones, I think the loss of um, uh, Patrick uh, Robinson, Robinson in that the will slot. hurt. Yep. But then Sydney Jones is now in the slot, so yep. that should be. By right. the way, the last two seventh round picks for Philly: uh, Jordan Mills and uh, uh, sorry, Jalen Mills and Jordan Mayalata. Just draft anyone with the initials JM in the seventh round. It's pretty good. Um, Mike Groh is your offensive coordinator. Sorry, that's your wide receivers coach, not your running backs coach. My apologies. But still, the fact that I didn't know his name is a bit of a concern. Uh, all right, Washington, seven and a half. I've got them at six and ten. This is one that we're massively different. I've got on. them flipped, baby. Yeah. Well, I guess you're giving them those two wins that I might have given Dallas. Yeah. Um, so you've got them ten and six, the Redskins. I really like them. Now, they're, them they're definitely the biggest... Uh, they're definitely the biggest uh, threat to Philadelphia. In You've always division. been an Alex Smith believer. I do like Alex Smith. I think he's exactly the kind of person they need to come in here just be a no-frills game manager. He's above average. He just The guy just wins. <laughs> he's, he's, a bit, he's like... Except for playoff games. But who cares? <laughs> they're not going to make the playoffs. Okay. I've got them going 10, 10 and 6, six and and missing and the playoffs, which wow. is so harsh, but then just speaks to how low the NFC is. You're just wishing all the pain on Washington. <sighs> ah, a little fair. bit. I don't know. Their their team looks de- is decent on paper, but you know losing Darius Geis really hurts them. Alex Smith's throwing to Josh Doxson and Paul Richardson. Yeah, I oh yeah, I like Paul Richardson. They decent. they paid him big money by the yeah. way. And um, obviously Crowder needs a bounce back year. But I don't know. AP isn't selling me. Chris Thompson I, I like, but AP in the preseason looks looks okay. a little bit. Let's see. Bouncy, it. Let's right? let's see it on. Let's I know, see, but yeah. it just looks a little bit like right. hey. Look, someone gave me a chance. Let's make a side wager here. Adrian Peterson will average more than three and a half yards per carry this year. Over or under? Over. I'll go under. Are we on? Huzzah! We're on. Burrito (laughs) bet. We're in. We're in. Uh, All right, last division now. Let's fly through this. The Arizona Cardinals at five and a half. We both have them going four and 12. Complete rebuild year. We'll see some Bradford. We'll see some until he gets injured. We'll see some Rosen. Um, They need need young receiver Christian Kirk to step up alongside... uh, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, and on defense, you know, they lost uh, Tyrone Matthew, but they've got, you know, Buddha Baker and, and players like that, but they do need some uh, they need some people to step up, but I just can't see them winning too many games. Already lost their starting center as well. Uh, it's just a sad time to be a Cardinals fan. Yeah, no Bruce Arians as only, well. Only Steve two Kimes seasons in, ago, they were like... The cream of the crop. They were. Yeah, David Johnson back, though. It's a huge win for fantasy owners. Yep. Uh, all right, San Francisco 49ers. They've already lost their running back for the year, Jarek McKinnon. They're at 8.5. I've got them 9-7. and seven. You've got them 8-8. Eight and eight. Jimmy G, will he ever lose? Yes, because I've got him having eight losses. <laughs> yes. No, there'll, there'll be some... There'll, just, there'll be regression. Um, there'll be... I don't know. It's like they have really good pieces in some areas, and then they're just, they're just a team with, like, some really nice pieces and then some massive holes. Yeah, definitely. Uh, their defense, I think, is um, a bit overrated. Everyone's focused on Jimmy Garoppolo and things like that, and they're not focused on the defense at all. Uh, all right, Seattle Seahawks, they're 8-8 eight and eight for you, 7-9 and nine for me. Smack bang with Vegas there at 8. Obviously, no Legion of Boom. Defense has lost a lot of players. O-line in, in major strike. A strong. lot of it's going to come down to Wilson. It's just Russell Wilson. The fact that we're giving them 7-8 and eight wins with that roster is a huge compliment to, to Russell Wilson and his ability as a... Uh, as a passer in the National Football League. Yep. I do want to say that they've got some young pieces on defense that I like, like Frank Clark, um, you know, and Dion Jordan looks to be back, KJ Wright. So, and the Shaq, Shaq, Shaquem Griffin looks great as well. He does. The linebacker, a massive, massively huge fan of him. Uh, all right, the last team, and we're both 
rock solid on this team. The Rams, nine and a half. We both got them at 13 and three. You got to admit, this is just the dream team, right? It's, it's awesome. It's the dream team. That's how they're built. They've gone all out. If they, you know, some of these expensive pieces start failing, you could see a pretty big collapse of this team. But mm. at the moment, they've got some pretty big names in their prime, so they better turn up. <laughs> I mean, they were a surprise team last year and really strong, and you add Brandon Cooks and Adomic and Sue to your team and Aqib Tlaib and Marcus Peters. It is pretty good. Um, the, their linebacker situation is pretty barren. Pun, Mark Barron. Uh, nice. But um, apart from that, really strong secondary, really strong D-line and offense. Obviously, we know how good they are with Sean McVay's play calling and Todd Gurley. I think they roll through the AFC and I think uh, the NFC, and I think they're a strong contender. Yep. All right. Super Bowl picks. We were going to Disneyland. <laughs> oh my god. All right, we've just given you our team preview, so now we're going to really rush through the last bit here on our uh, sh- show here, and with it, with our predictions, you could pretty guess, pretty much guess who we have as. Our division winners here. So rattle us off with your division winners and wildcard teams, and then I'll do mine. Sure. All right, so the AFC North, I've got the Steelers as the third seed winning. AFC South, I've got Jaguars, and they're the second seed. AFC East, as usual, is the Patriots, and they're the number one seed. AFC West is Denver with nine and seven. Sorry, Chargers, who were also nine and seven. Yep. Um, Yep, so they're the fourth seed. Yep. Um, NFC... North, Vikings, second seed. NFC South, Falcons, they're the third seed. NFC East, my beloved Eagles make it in. Tied with the Redskins on 10 and 6. Yep. Uh, they're the fourth seed. And then the Rams are the first seed of the NFC West. And your wild card team? Uh, got the Texans and Packers. Uh, they're both the fifth seeds. And the Chargers and Saints. And All they're right. both the sixth seeds. Awesome. I've got very similar to you. I've got the Steelers winning the North as the four seed. Jags winning the South as the third seed. Pats the East as the one seed. Chargers the West as the second seed. There is the difference. Uh, I have the Vikings winning the North as well as the two seed. The Falcons as the three seed. The Eagles as the four seed. And the Rams as the one seed. The only slight difference between us is our wildcard teams. I have the Saints as the fifth seed and the Packers as the sixth seed, so a bit of a flip to you. And then uh, for the AFC, I've got the Ravens as the fifth seed and the Broncos making the playoffs as the sixth seed. Before we pre- before we say who wins the Super Bowl in our NFC and AFC championship games, just mm-hmm. some quick awards. The MVP, I'm predicting Aaron Rodgers winning the MVP. I'm predicting Drew Brees to have a career year. Wow, Huge. <laughs> Massive bucking all the age trends. That's it. They're rookies of the year. Who have you got? I've got Sam Darnold, um, kicking butt, and I've also got um, Chubby Bradley. Chubby Bradley. Chubby Bradley. Yeah. Bradley Chubb. Bradley Chubb. You half Chubb Winning. for Chubb or full Chubb for Chubb? Wow. Yeah? Letting that go. <laughs> all right, good. Uh, I've got Michael Dixon winning uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year just because he's a punting weapon. Of course. Massive uh, offensive weapon there. And I've By got the way, a straight into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, like just put him in. Just put him in. I think he makes the All Pro team. You hear it here? I think he's the punter. All I think right, he's the go, All. Yep. Go. I got Darius Leonard for Defensive Rookie of the Year, the second round pick for the Colts linebacker. He one thing I love from the preseason, the Colts, how fast this guy is. I think he makes like a hundred plus tackles and puts himself in good stead there. Maybe a pick or two. Coach of the Year, I've got Mike Zimmer. I think the Eagles, uh, sorry, the Vikings win the two seed there. Um, I think. He's a good chance to win Coach of the Year. McVeigh again, if they are the one seed, has a good chance to go back to back though. 
Yep, nice. Um, Coach of the year for me. I'm going with a little bit of a ruffian going Bill O'Brien. If the Texans manage to um, make the playoffs, I think that's a big achievement coming from where they have been and they haven't been there for a while. So I like. Yep, yeah, you got them in the playoffs. Like 10 Bill. and 6. So big chance. Yep. Uh, defensive. Uh, sorry, comeback player of the year. I've got Andrew Luck, obviously, as a Colts fan. I'm wearing my Colts hat right now. Um, I think if he just comes back and plays 16 seasons, uh, 16 seasons, that'll be massive. Um, he'd probably be a Hall of Famer. Um, no, if he plays 16 games after missing an entire season, um, I think that's a huge, uh, huge chance for him to win that. Yep. Um, I've got Deshaun Watson, so similar to the whole Bill O'Brien thing. If they make the playoffs and he ha- plays even close to what he did last year, I think he's a shoe in. You had a good theory about uh, betting on Coach of the Year if um, instead of betting yeah. on the Browns. Yeah, so if you... If you like I said, there's a lot of Browns hype. We have to admit, there's a lot of Browns hype. If you're one of those people that is just all in the Browns, you think they've got a good team, you think they've built right this year, and you, you're going out there and you like the odds for them to make the playoffs, which is still pretty high. I don't have the number in front of me. But you like that. Bet on Hugh Jackson to win Coach of the Year. If they make playoffs, that's paying more than the Browns to make the playoffs are. You bet on Hugh Jackson to win Coach of the Year. You like that? You Sorry, like you that? said you like that. So. Yep. But um, also they won't. So. Yeah, exactly. But better odds. That's all better he's saying. Odds. So it's smart. So think about it that way. Smart play. It's just really heady play. Um, all right. So we've, we went through our playoff teams and our wildcard teams. We're not going to go through all the brackets. So we're just going to... We, we did do our bracket. Um but we'll go down to the AFC and NFC Championship game. Who have you got uh, winning both of those games? And, yeah. And why? And Well, not why, but just, yeah. <laughs> they will score more points. <laughs> um, all right, so we've got the AFC champion, the AFC title game. Yep. And that is, I'm going to have Steelers at the Patriots. And then the... NFC title game will be the Saints at the Vikings. Ooh. So both really sexy games, to be honest. Yep. A lot of offense. Yeah, a lot of offense. Um, and you know what they say, offense wins championships. Um, <laughs> and then the Super Bowl. Nick Foles. <laughs> Super Bowl, I have the Saints and the Steelers going at it. And if you saw my MVP pick before, I picked Drew Brees, and I think he continues it into the Super Bowl. Ooh. And the Saints beat the Steelers 32-26. to 26. <laughs> It's a random score. Random like score. It. Do you think uh, Brees wins uh, Super Bowl MVP as well? Yes. No one's ever done it, the, the the double. So, huge chance, maybe. All right, I have the Ravens and the Chargers playing in the AFC Championship game. I, I have the Ravens knocking off New England in New England, which we've seen them do a couple of times now and nearly do a couple more times. And I also have the Falcons facing the Rams as well. So, two of the both championship games are in Los Angeles this year for me. And I have the Falcons advancing over the Rams to play the first ever Super Bowl in their home stadium. And I also have the Falcons beating the Chargers in the Super Bowl, 31-27. to 27. Julio Jones wins Super Bowl MVP. Wow. So I have Falcons over Chargers. Wouldn't you love that as a Super Bowl? I'd still love Saints Steelers. So, yeah. Um we said at the top of the show that we're drafting in our uh, home fantasy league. This has been going for, what, six, seven years now? Yeah, it's been going for a while. And we um, had a couple of people leave. So it's all our high school buddies. So we needed to bring in someone yeah. that we know. So if anyone actually, so if anyone watches uh, watched the um, television show... The League. The League. 
um, you'll know that there's someone called Raffy. Yep. And we nearly have a real life Raffy. He it's, looks exactly like him. He looks exactly like him. Exactly we might like have to him. tweet a photo of him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you if you are a Wooten White listener from the early days, which I don't think anyone exists anymore no. besides our parents. Yeah. He. Hey, Sharon. He did mention things. He did have little bits where he would just, you know, pick teams, make predictions based on their names. Yes, we we had a like segment. a giant would beat a falcon. Yeah, <laughs> and he would explain like why, like a, yeah. a mythical, ma- literally yeah. like a, a, a warlord matchup. Yeah, like, yeah. So. so anyway, going really, really, really old school, he was yeah. on there. But uh, yeah, so it's just come to uh, the tenth round, and he's selected. Um, the Arizona coach. So <laughs> we were on some weird draft board to do it offline, and uh, in round three he picked uh, Mercedes Lewis, who I don't even think made the Packers roster. Yeah, um, I need to double check that. But yeah, and now he's just taken Arizona head coach. In the he's on the Green Bay. He's on the Green Bay yeah, roster. <laughs> there you go. All right, man. Well, that's our uh, predictions. So you've got the Saints thirty-two beating the Steelers in the Super Bowl. I've got the Falcons beating the Chargers in the Super Bowl. We'll be back tomorrow. Um, with our Stats Insider and Fantasy Insider podcast with Daryl Dada to preview week one from a betting point of view and a football point of view. Just because we're talking gambling doesn't mean that we can't talk about players and coaches and the game itself. The season opener is the Falcons at the uh, at the Eagles and then also DraftKings, Moneyball and Draft Stars from a DFS perspective. Anything else from you before we uh, wrap it all up? No, just uh, stay tuned for our um, other podcasts in the upcoming weeks. It's good to be back. It's, it's great good, to be back. It's good to um, yep. hear all our listeners. Oh, yeah. We'll, <laughs> we'll, um, <laughs> we won't be doing this every week. Um, a a Wooten Y show, per se, we'll, we'll be doing it on a semi, semi-regular basis just because we've got those podcasts with Daryl every week. So we might do, the, do them every month or so just to recap um, each quarter of yep. the league. And talk you can some still chat league. with us on Twitter. Yep, at Wooten Y. Yep. Sounds good. Thanks for listening to another installment of the Woot and Why Show. Check out previous episodes on iTunes. And follow each of the boys on Twitter at This Is Woot and at JYNFL. Or you can follow the podcast at Woot and Why.